We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're pretty sure that Chris said something that you may or may not Shut up, you dum-dum! Disagree with. Wrong! Wrong! And in case you didn't get the message... You're wrong. Call in now at 301-230-0980. No, 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 no. To help us rip the rooster. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but... Ah, yes. Time to take it to the big fella as we get set for Commander's Texans. Your thoughts on that. And, of course, a Rip the Rooster Friday. Chris, I think coming up in the spring, I think you and I are going to have to come out here and have a match race. I think that would be a great idea. How much fun was that for you? Uh, It worked out spectacular. Just spectacular. Uh, The ironic thing was, Britt was scared to death. She thought at one point she was going to be on top of the horse, riding the horse. We're like, no, we're trying to explain to her what's going to happen. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, so she didn't know that she would be. She didn't actually. I I don't think she actually knew she was actually going to ride the horse. I think she thought that we were just going to watch Jonathan and Jason go around a kind of an, an exhibition race oh, no and and no. then and then she thought she was she was actually going to be the jockey on the horse she thought she was going to be on the horse and like no you're going to be in this jog cart right here you're going to sit right here and of course she had a phenomenal time we had a blast. so she was okay once she realized yes, that she absolutely. was not going to be on the horse correct but that she was what's the term again that you use driving other? you're driving the horse no but but what's the the carriage uh the um sulky uh, yeah sulky um uh, so so she was okay once she found that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then she participated. So she, he, here's the deal. So I was interviewing Flack from WUSA9 while you were doing that, right? So I missed the little video that they put on ABC7. Uh, apparently Matt said they had some audio issues or something like that, right? Uh, so and, and we don't know who actually won the race because well, they went back to the studio before the end. So did you or did you not win the race? Chris, we had a dead heat. <laughs> Swear to God. I told you, Matty, it was a photo finish. It was. I mean, look, Rocktavius, a horse that's won 50 races lifetime, uh, many of them at the top level here. Capital Builder at one point won top races here. He's won 38 career races. I had Cappy. Uh, Britt had Rocktavius. And I was driving with Jason Thompson and Jonathan Roberts uh, went with Britt on Rocktavius. And Rocktavius sat on the inside. Jason and I, we, we didn't follow. We took the aggressive tactic. We rode on the outside of him the whole time. Now, in the course of a race, 
Sure, if we were going a full mile, you'd want to be behind him and draft off of him. We sat on Roctavius's flank the whole time, and we were right there at the wire with him nose for nose uh, at the wire. I've got some video I'm going to post when I have a chance to edit it after the show here uh, coming up. Channel 7 is going to have uh, stuff up on their website and everything like that. Uh, can't thank them enough. I mean, just an invaluable uh, promotion here at the Team 980. Britt and I had some Q&A and stuff like that. Uh, and, it, you know, I mean, obviously it helps all of us uh, involved here. So be, keep an eye out on ABC7, and uh, thanks uh, to Good Morning Washington for coming on out. But I'm telling you, Russell, in the spring, we got to do it when it's warmer. Yes. I, I, I'll I do it. I, I mean, if, if you guarantee me that I won't break the, uh, the, the, the sulky and that I won't hurt a horse, I will do it. You'll be fine. That? You'll be fine. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, that, it would help if I lose about 50 pounds between now and then, huh? We, we, trust me, there have been trainers far uh, more girthier than you. More beefier. That have trained horses before, so mm-hmm. the bike will definitely hold you. Okay. All right. Uh, so just as you're back with us now, I'm glad you had a good time. Go check that out. Uh, WJLA.com should have some video of it. Uh, a little bit later on, Pete will have it on Twitter, at Pete Medhurst, uh, before he does 14 other things uh, later on today and before he heads to uh, Orlando tonight uh, on a late-night flight for Central Florida, which is a good football team, uh, and the Naval Academy tomorrow morning morning right late morning you said 11 o'clock in the morning 11 o'clock uh, means you gotta be at the stadium at 8 30 hmm. when the team gets there and you're not going to get to orlando if everything goes okay until what about one in the morning this uh this morning or yeah, tomorrow morning it's due in at one o'clock mm. so the good thing is the airport's four miles okay no, 1.8 miles four minutes from the uh from the airport okay so. all right so we have all that to come we have our saturday six-pack picks uh still to get to try and squeeze that in dum dumb of the day uh, and this, Pete, uh, I started taking some calls uh, just last part of last hour, you know, about the whole letdown thing and what the, and, and it, it, of course, fueled what happens if they win this week and it's a disappointing offensive performance, however you draw that up, right? Uh, say Heineke has two interceptions, say they don't run the ball as well as they did in the first half against Philadelphia. But they win somehow 13-10, 17-14, pick your terrible score, right? But Heineke is disappointing and is a high wire act, which is the most likely scenario. Are you automatically going back to Carson Wentz next week if he's healthy? Or if they keep winning, do you stay with Taylor Heineke as long as they are winning? The thing to me is – how much confidence do they have internally in Carson Wentz? Because I think that's the greater question right now. Again, I don't think the question is physical ability. I think the question is confidence in execution. Do you have confidence that he's actually going to release the football and not hold on to it, i.e. the Philadelphia game that we we reference? Uh, Again, after the first two games, Chris, the points per game went down dramatically for this offense. And that supports Sabah's point about, you know, Heineke, the difference between Heineke and Wentz. Yes, there's a physical trait where Carson Wentz has a distinct advantage. Carson Wentz can step back and throw the football 70 yards in the air like he's flicking his wrist. Heineke can't do that. Otherwise, though, Chris, in other aspects, decision-making is not that much better in any way, shape, or form. Execution is not that much greater in any way, shape, or form. So the question ultimately is how much confidence, A, does the team, and I'm not even talking about Ron, Scott, K, 
Ken Zampezi, the three guys that have to really combine to make that decision. But how much confidence does the team, do they go to Ron? Does Terry, in a discussion with Ron and Scott Turner, go, okay, yeah, coach, it might be, yeah, we might have to go back to Carson. Uh, does team leadership on the field say to, to Ron Rivera, yeah, coach, you know, we might have to go the other way? Do you think players would do that? I think every great locker room is policed by the players themselves, and I believe that players, even if they don't outwardly say something, I believe players make it known to coaches, coach, look, look at the film here. See, I make this move here. I'm, I'm wide open. Ball's not delivered. And I'm sure there were some things that Wentz did in that vein that, you know, that when, with all those sacks, they were going, look, see, you know, McLaurin's open here. Right. Samuel's open here. Gibson's out of the back. Yeah, but, open but, here. but you could do that with Wentz, too. I mean, if they want, you know. Well, That's I, what I'm I, talking I, about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So, so it, it, to me, you know the players, and I believe even the coaches to an extent, are confident in using Heineke. That's why he's still the quarterback this week. The question is, is there any way that Wentz can rebuild their faith in him Without, with, I mean, as long as Wentz doesn't pee down his leg and throw three interceptions uh, and lose like 13-10 or win 13-10 like you're talking about, I just don't know how you get Wentz back in there in any way, shape, or form just based on that factor alone. What, what if Ron and maybe Scott are just chomping at the bit, aching to get the howitzer back? Well, they make figuring the final... they can fix every other problem. They, 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 they're I mean, in charge of the final decision, so if right. they if they're aching to do that, they're going to do. Yeah, that. they're going to do that. But but that but but that's with. I mean, that could even include after a win. And I guess that's my scenario, right? If like if they lose Sunday in Houston, and it's a poor offensive performance. Well, I mean, to Chris, I mean, if Heineke throws three interceptions, right, and they're like bad interceptions, right, and they win thirteen ten. You can still make a case to go back to Wentz. Well, well, that, at that yeah, point. I guess that's where I'm heading. Yeah. is I think at that point, if it's a, bad it's at least a discussion. Pro- it's at least a discussion at that point. Right. right now, it's not a discussion. If he plays well and they win, it's not a discussion. Is that that that's fair? Well, right, fair, absolutely. Okay, uh, I, I, I. It think- only becomes a discussion if if Heineke's play makes it a discussion. Right. at this point, and, I think. But that, a, but that again could be win or lose. I mean, if he yeah, wins sure. and they play well, you can't go back to Carson no, Wentz. But if they win 13-10 and he sucks, if right. they win, say they get a defensive touchdown and two field goals, right. still somehow pull it out 13-10, but he goes 12 for 26 right. with three interceptions. We're, we're moving back to Wentz. We're going uh, as to long as deal. Wentz is healthy. Well, that's uh, you know, And he thing. hasn't been cleared to practice yet. I mean, I, you know, th- that like, could be that could be strategic as much as anything. Yes. But, well, you know? well, you know, and, and think about it. Right. Um, I, I think the IR rules are basically, you know, the same as, as what we're dealing with with Chase Young. Right. Once you de- I, I think once you designate the, the player to return to practice, they can practice, but they're they don't count against the 53. But then it kicks off a 21-day window, right? So he hasn't even been designated to return to practice yet. So that theoretical 21-day window hasn't even started yet. Meaning keeps Wentz. it easy for keeps it easy, and plus, I mean, it makes it a non. 
yes. non-decision right now. But also, remember, think about this right now. We, all week long, we've heard, yep, Chase said, uh, you know, Chase, Chase not looking at uh, Jack kind of put some water on it yesterday. Well, again, this morning, somebody <clears throat> spoke to Ian Rappaport and was like, oh, you know, it's not, it's, it's probably not happening. He, he's doing fine, though. He He's doing fine. He, he's probably going to play next week. Just like that certain somebody spoke to Adam Schefter on Monday and said, nope, Chase is des- Chase come back this Sunday. Remember that? I mean, Schefter put that out on Monday. Uh, I guess it was Monday night or Tuesday morning that Chase Young was expected to make his debut this Sunday in Houston. And then all of a sudden they get back to Ashburn and there's no Chase Young. You know, so I, I guess what the point that I'm making is that with the Chase Young experience having gone so uh, like cringeworthy almost that it's taken like he was activated to return to practice before the Minnesota game. It is now approaching three weeks since that activation and therefore the window. And they are going to have to activate him onto the 53 by Wednesday of this upcoming week, regardless of whether he plays against the Atlanta Falcons or not. A scenario that we talked about last week. So I guess maybe what I'm saying is by using, by using, um, how and I know it's different injuries, different guys. I got it I, allows I, them to kick the can down the road yes. further. Ultimately, but here's what happens. But they also have to be a little bit more cautious, right? Don't they? Because they, they thought they, they thought do, they were getting but, Chase Young back earlier. Right, but let me also point this out in terms of the quarterbacks. If you win again this week, you put yourself at six and five. Now at this point, don't you have to put yourself in a better position that if Heineke gets hurt? Don't you want Wentz then as the backup as opposed to Sam Howell as the backup in this situation? Because now you're competing for a playoff spot. Right, right. You want to maintain right. that position. And as much as we, as much talent as we think Sam has and can throw the ball, you do not want to throw him into this situation. Because, yes, there is a chance Sam could come in, hit the ground running, and Wally pip them all. But their history tells us that – that's probably not what's going to happen if you just all of a sudden end up having to thrust him into the game. I hope it does. I love Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell's got a chance to be an NFL quarterback. I hope. I mean, if that does, if that scenario plays out, I hope it works out for him. I do not want to see Taylor Heineke get hurt, though. But now you've got a completely different dynamic here, Chris. You've got a team that has fought its way back into the playoff picture. You must do right by the team and – Doing right by the team constitutes, at minimum, making Wentz your backup at this point instead of Sam Howe in case something happens to Taylor Heineke. So at some point, if he can physically get back on the field, you got to get that clock started, right. and you at least got to make him your backup in case Taylor Heineke gets hurt. Because, Chris, what's, what, what could possibly happen with a guy that plays balls to the wall yeah. every snap you know, he's running around sure. guys like he's running through combat back there in the pocket, trying to escape guys at his feet. He's running side to side. He's trying to throw on the run. He'll run and take a hit from somebody. You just have to be prepared now to help your ball club if Heineke gets hurt because you've played your way, at least mathematically, back into playoff contention, if not realistically, 
at this point. The math is certainly in your favor. A Green Bay goes down again last night. They're at 4-7 and seven now. You get a chance to beat the Falcons ahead of you who are in that math with you in that area. All of a sudden, the opportunity is there for you now to directly affect the, the playoff standings with people around you, with teams like the Giants ahead, the, the, the Falcons themselves in the NFC. So you have to do right by your football team right now, and I still believe that at minimum Wentz is the backup is the way to go in case Heineke does get hurt for some reason. All right, doesn't look like that's going to happen this Sunday, but certainly we will see about next Sunday. But for right now, this Sunday is all that matters. Let's go back to the calls. Uh, and uh, let's see here. I got him. Wait, wait you want to? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you got, I got him? him. Okay. Let's, uh, well, hey, well, you know, on the show, we're courteous. Ladies first. Let's go to line two and Sabah. Sabah's up first this morning. What's up, Sabah? Oh, hey, guys. I just got in the car not that long ago, and I was hearing, like, I thought I was in a third world or something. Somebody mentioned that, um, let me see, it went from if Heineke beats Philly at Philly, then it's his job the rest of the season because nobody thought he would do it. To now, if he beats Houston but doesn't look good, Wentz has come back in. I mean, Wentz, what, did anybody see Wentz the first six games? He looked about as comfortable as a prostitute in church. Sabah, <laughs> Sabah, I made that I point. Sabah, I made that point. Oh, I talked about how I, missed it. I talked oh. about how the point production went down after those first two games. The oh. point production drastically yes. went down. So that's why that's why there's not this clamoring by the fan base for Wentz to come back as the quarterback right now. That that that's that, it, that's it why it's not. Right. It, right. It shouldn't be mentioned. And to speak of his best game, Jacksonville, he threw two horrible interceptions. They weren't even 50-50. They were 199%. They weren't no 50-50. They were horrible. Now, here's the okay. Now, y'all need to come to you, to, to your ear. Listen closely, okay? I'm going to say this. Listen real closely, guys. The only reason why we are in a playoff hunt is because of Taylor Heineke. He has allowed Terry McLaurin to become unleashed. I've never seen a transformation in a wide receiver ever in my life. He has allowed Antonio Gibson and uh, Robinson, who wasn't on the team, obviously, he has allowed his offensive line to have a confidence, even though that bad snap, he still bought them shoes. He has allowed Scott Turner to save his job. He has allowed us fans to have a season. He is the reason the defense is playing better, because they're not always on the field because of his third-down conversions. And he has allowed everybody else around him to take the credit. That is why we're even talking how we're talking right now, guys. No, I appreciate you, Sabah. No, no doubt about it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday. Uh, I mean, look, again, Taylor's done a lot of positive things to get them into this position. Mm-hmm. But just it, it, in, in looking at what familiar with NFL coaches thinking, if Taylor has a day on the struggle bus on Sunday, it will at least open the thought process to Ron and Scott and Ken Zampezi yes. to potentially go back to the other quarterback if – the other quarterback is physically capable right. of playing. No, nobody is saying that a win on um, this past Monday night in Philadelphia locked up the quarterback job for the rest of the season. Nobody should be thinking that. Nobody should ever have thought that. Nobody, 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 nobody. Um, so, again, unfortunately for Sabah, it is still a week-to-week referendum. 
it is still a week-to-week referendum. And, and you say and, and this the way all the it time, especially is. for the backup quarterback. Uh, it, that's the life of the backup quarterback. Right. You're you're only as good as your next pass as the backup quarterback, uh, because again, coaches have no choice. They must win. If they don't win, they get fired. Even if we don't know who the owner may be next season to make that decision. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Rip the rooster Friday in this hour, and of course, talking about the Commanders and the Texans. On Sunday, 301-230-0980, right around 25 minutes away from our final dum-dum of the day for this week, all right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Tell you get to us here this morning. Come to you live from Rosecroft, where I just posted the video of the stretch drive between me and Britt Waters from ABC Seven this morning. So go check that out at Pete Medhurst. Should be loading up here momentarily because it's about thirty seconds worth of video. You know how long that takes to load up on the social media sites on Twitter. Let's get back to the phones. Get you in here. Got a lot to get to over the next ten minutes. We'll start things off on line one with Junior in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior? Good morning, fellas. Hey, Pete, uh, has Gilbert Arenas, when he, now that he's coming back uh, for the ceremony, has he been in some sort of trouble that I've not heard about? Uh, trouble, no. But, I mean, if you go back and, I mean, you can simply I understand Google. what he did when he yeah, was here. Right. I'm talking about in the recent past. I don't, I don't, I don't no, understand the I, whole I don't think so. thing. I, I don't think so. I just think. I just think that certainly enough time has passed from uh, that unfortunate incident with the way everything uh, went down. And certainly, as we know, more, you know, unfortunately involved with, um, you know, Javaris Crittenden's life at that point. Um, so it, it, I think enough time has passed now where I think all the parties are comfortable uh, moving on. And it's great to see those guys back because uh, they were, I mean, look, that was, that was the trio we thought was actually going to, um, you know, send us uh, deep in the Eastern Conference playoffs uh, when they were together because they were tremendous. They complemented each other, and Gill was the guy that at the end of the game you knew, ultra confident, could hit the shot from anywhere on the floor, which is why we were so enthusiastic about that group uh, with Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson. And, of course, Antoine, of course, now still part of the Washington family is 
uh, the director of pro, pro player personnel. I will say this. Gilbert Arenas has said and done some dumb, stupid things on social media. Uh, over the years, that well, actually I haven't. I'm not on social media. I actually just tried to join Twitter yesterday, so I'm in the middle of that. You're a little but bit I'm not late. On social, but haven't all of us <laughs> done that? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, uh, I mean, we've all done silly things. There's no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. Sometimes, so, so sometimes that, the stakes, sometimes the stakes is, escalate a little higher than others, as it did with Gill <laughs> and Crittenden. Uh, so I mean, it just you know, I mean, it is what it is. I think we're well past uh, well, it now, I'm and I'm glad. I'm glad they brought. Time. I'm glad they brought him back. So you got. Uh, I think we lost him. I think Junior got banged about a 15 minute clock. Let's go to line two. Roberto's up next. What's up, Roberto? Nine eighty. Hiya, fellas. What's up, Roberto? Well done, that Pete. Thank you, buddy. Well done, that Pete. You know, on the tracks and everything. Uh huh. I got my, my boss in Spain a whole lot of time at Bruce Cross. Uh, <laughs> so I usually pick up this, the, the, the slack for him. Um, only uh, let down thing, I don't think they, uh, I don't think the crew is going to allow that to go. I don't think uh, coaching staff, especially the way uh, Rivera say, well, act like you've been there. I'm going to allow you to do this one time, and then let's get back to business, which is good. It's, just, it's great. So I'm looking forward to a W on Sunday. And then uh, as far as ripping the, the rooster, nah, I love the guy. But he cannot <laughs> get my butt like them. Thank you, Roberto. <laughs> I love you too, but you cannot have a Bud Light, though, buddy. That's all right. That's okay. I'll I'll, I'll find a way to have something else. You know, Roberto, I'll find appreciate a way to have something else. Thank enjoy you, buddy. The, enjoy yeah, the game coming one. up. You got it, pal. Let's go to line three. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Hey, nice dinner last night, Pete. That looked really good, dude. I try, man. I, I it, look. I mean, in, in your life, okay, is Rooster loves to rip me for <laughs> buying. Um, you know, the Stouffer's meatloaf that I love so much and the Bob Evans mashed potatoes, which are just so tasty uh, on your dinner table and quick to make. Remember, you got to remember, Pedro's got about seven-minute window to do all this stuff. So I need stuff that's efficient, but it tastes good. I, I went a little out of my comfort zone. I got a little creative last night. And I asked my wife, because I, I was working, I texted her. I said, so what would you think? She says, very good. I said, are you lying? <laughs> so my, first, my first reaction was, are you lying? She goes, no. I said, okay. I mean, it looked I mean, it looked appealing. I I, I don't know. So, wait, it was the three-way, right? Which means what? The, the, the spaghetti with the chili and the cheese, cheese. right? Is yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, and I forget, I forget, right? We've talked about this before. The, the Cincinnati chili is without beans, correct? No, uh, you you take you, a four way or a five way. Right. Yeah. Oh, four that's way, what, Oh, that's four what way makes... adds beans or or onions, and then five ways oh. beans, onions, and like basically the whole. Oh, okay. Of wax. So what makes it a three way, <laughs> a menage a trois of chili, <laughs> is <laughs> is no beans. Correct. Uh, four, I onions. Got you. four onions. Four onions. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah, what exactly. I. I'll go, I'll go with that choice. It's all mother's milk <laughs> for, to me for multiple so. reasons. But, I mean, Jeff, you've had the real deal. The real deal is amazing. Oh, oh yeah. Get those cans, Pete, off Amazon. Definitely. I will I will do that. 
Chris, do you think the Commodores are saying that they're easy or they're a brick house? What do you think on Francesca? Commodores. <laughs> Wait. So I think Pete missed this. Pete, we while you were gone, we had Mike Francesa and Mad Dog Russo calling the Washington Commanders, the the uh, the Commodores. Commodore defense. <laughs> Commodore defense. It's coming to get you. It's as easy as Sunday morning coming up against <laughs> the Texans or, this week. Or, or a brick house, yeah, one of the two. There you yeah. go. Um, there you go. Real quick, I know you got other people on the line. I think I like Houston plus three. Um, Ohio State real big over Maryland. Uh, Georgia real big over Kentucky. I like the Bengals to win, but that's always a field goal game. If that spread is three or more, take the Steelers. Oh, boy. Jeff, appreciate you, pal. Have a good weekend. Let's go to Vic on line four. What's up, Vic? 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 Going once. Vic going once. Vic going twice. Vic, Vic is sold. Call back Vic if you want. We got about five minutes. We'll try and slide you in. Let's go to line five. Junkyard dog is barking there. What's up, dog? Now, this is what's going down. Real quick, all of this is a damn lie about the about about the commanders. Okay, ain't the coach centrist trying to cover up for his twenty eight million dollar mistake. Okay, we paid twenty eight million dollars, all of it, and he and he threw in some draft picks, which which one of them can turn into a second or whatever. All only two wind up with the same damn guy that we had last year. Now you tell me. He ain't do. He's doing nothing but a damn cover up of it all. Okay, and if I look at and if and, and if and if Snyder had any damn balls about him, he would throw all of them out of there. I'm goodbye. Ruff, ruff. Thank you, dog. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. What do you Lord. think of that? What do you think of that? Do you think they're just covering up for their mistake? I mean, is Heineke helping them cover up for their mistake? Because that's – I mean, look, if Heineke continues this out, that's 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 kind of – I mean, you would think, right? But I think I think Scott and Ron are, are chomping at the bit to get Wentz back in there because I think they feel like he was mentally, fragilely shaken or whatever. You're, but you know what you're going to have, Chris? In, in week you're three have and people, that he's learned a lot more. You're going to have people, though, that have, uh, you know, post-activity remorse here. A lot of people that were for – enhancing the quarterback position, bringing in a guy with a big arm like Wentz, or all of a sudden going to be, oh, see, we told you so. If you'd have just left Heineke in there right. and kept the $28 million, we could have put that towards something else, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. that's I mean, that's the narrative, absolutely. Now, to be fair, I think that was some of the narrative after they realized that it cost them – you know, Eric Flowers and maybe not significant enough upgrades on the offense. But you know what, though, Chris? Here's the thing on Eric Flowers. They've had chances since then to bring him back, and they haven't. Well, yeah, but but we, and nobody else has. We either. don't we don't know what. I mean, I mean, in fairness, we don't. Again, we don't know what Flowers is asking for. Number one and number two, whether Flowers would even want to come back here after they got rid of him twice. I agree, but I'm just saying, nobody else. Uh, that's fair. Nobody that's else fair. has brought him back either. Fair. So just just saying. Let's go to Greg and Gaithersburg. What's up, Greg? Hey guys. Hey, By Greg. the way, the chili and the spaghetti with cheese is called a chili mac, which is great for this time of year. Love it. But aside from that, you know, when Wentz was uh, started the season, he had Detroit, he had the Eagles in Dallas where we got our butts handed to us. Nobody mentioned a word about pulling him. At least I never heard it, and I listen to you guys every day. And granted, Heineke's a backup, 
But now it's like if Heineke wins and has a bad game, do we go? You know, no. You know, a W is a W is a W. It doesn't, you know, in the standings, it's, it doesn't show if it's pretty or not. Well, that's true, so, Greg. And to he, your point, hey, Greg, to your point, how many, to, how many touchdown passes did Taylor Heineke throw last week? Oh, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. That would be zero. Okay. How about, and so he kept the job despite having no touchdown passes and an interception on his stat line last week. So at least for one week, they, you know, with him not having a dominating performance of any kind, they kept him in there as the starting but, here, but here's the deal, Greg. If he's horrible on Sunday and yet they somehow, some way find a way to win, that doesn't automatically grant you the right to start the next week. You know, it just doesn't. Not especially when you're, again, not the starter. If you're the starter, it doesn't guarantee it, but it it it, it makes it a lot more likely. I.e., if you're Carson Wentz, if you're the backup and Wentz is ready to return, and again, I don't know if he will be medically. He's, he's out there again this morning, but he's still not practicing. He's still not activated to practice. If he's ready, then it's a different argument. Again, because you're going from the backup to the starter as opposed to the starter to the backup, if that makes sense. That's fine. But, granted, he may not have thrown touchdown passes, but was it, what was his completion uh, – what was his uh, percentage of completions to passes thrown? And the running game is working. So, you know, if the running game's working – It wasn't why, working why all that great in the second half, if we're being honest. It worked – but, yeah, let me tell you something. The two halves of the game – it, they ran right through him in the first half, okay? And, and granted, there was a letdown. They, Philly made adjustments at the halftime, which you always got to expect. I mean, Joe Gibbs was the best at that. But, you know, these coaches, they make adjustments. You're never going to have the same half, the second half, as you have the first. But his completion rate was high, and he elevates the team. He elevates the spirit and the play of the team. I can't – you know, I can, I can easily see him running the table the rest of the year, maybe one loss. That's fine. I hope you're right. And a lot Thank of fans you, hope you're right. And, of course, our man, Paulie in Norfolk, hail to the W, gets the last word on this uh, football Friday. Uh, yes, he does. There he is. Hail to the W, man. What's going on? Cut Pete. What's up, buddy? Oh, Cut Pete. Hey, listen, man. Yesterday you got caught up in traffic. Hey, congratulations on your win. Today you out here doing – don't ever leave this guy in front of the microphone by himself. <laughs> Come on. Please, stop. Somebody bring Matt in there. Somebody come in to help him out, man. It's like it's it's, it's almost like a ID ID channel, man. It's like who who murdered somebody? Jesus, man, stop! And then when you hear uh, he, why he got every why does it always got to be the Food Network channel, man? Jesus, and he got a lot of nerve to talk about Gilbert Arenas saying a lot of dumb things on Twitter. Well, ain't that the pot calling the kettle? Calling the pot calling the kettle. Come on, man. You got to stop. Hey, Paulie. Booster, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the best thing you can do while this show was on. No, no, Please, no, 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 no. Actually, that's just me. Just let Pete talk. Just let good Pete talk. You can sleep the whole way. Thank you. You're doing us a favor. All right. Thank you. I'll turn off my microphone oh, and leave. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of people not worrying about getting snitched on. That's for sure. Except Woo! for the right people. <laughs> hey, look, man. This the whole thing with this raw and thing, man. If we, if one thing we should give us some clarity over the past month, a couple of weeks or whatever, what you want to call it is, is Ron was on the orders from Dan to find me a quarterback 
that I can that I can get a gaming license behind. Find me a quarterback that I can uh, uh, market to the fan base of we're going to have an excited offense come out to the games. You know what I mean? I got to get a stadium. And that fell flat on his face. You know what I'm saying? So Because the whole thing was Ron didn't have to keep Heineke. You know what I mean? He was under contract, but he did. He drafted Howell. I think he was happy with going the bridge route. But I, I think this just came from Dan. And I know Ron, you know, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, Ron, you did all the looking and scouting and all that. But we know you was under orders to find a franchise-like quarterback for the owner. Because as soon as we had him, the owner went out there toasting his glass up. I got a quarterback. Da, 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 da. Right? But the whole thing is, why would we even consider going back to Wentz unless barring injury? Because we got uh, seven games left, bro. We had five or five, so basically we had a 500 record. We got to make this run. Why would you put a quarterback in there that's been out for four or five weeks? Practice is not going to knock the rust off. And he didn't have that much confidence the last time he was in there. He was on his way to being benched. The, the last game we see him, he threw for 99 yards. His best attribute to us was being the blocking back for Brian Robinson. Outside and you know what, Paulie, outside of his pass to McLaurin against Jacksonville, that might be his best moment of the season. (laughs) He had two good boxes this year. You know what I mean? So uh, and then that gives wins. I'm just saying we don't have it's like the whole same thing with Sam Howe. We don't have time. We got seven games. We don't have time to have these quarterbacks trying to fight through a learning curve. Let's just stick with the guy who knows what he's doing. That 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 has a little momentum going for him. You know what I mean? He he get, he has the, the the backing of his teammates. You know what I mean? Let's just make this run. We can talk about all that other stuff in the off season, man. But right now, the common sense thing to do is to shut Roosters mic off and keep Heineke at the starting quarterback. Hail to the W, man! Y'all have a great weekend, man. You got it, pal. Hail to the W, indeed. Is he done yet? He's he is done now. Okay. He is done. Okay. Speaking of being done, the dumb dumb of the day comes up in five minutes. But first, the big fella tells us what's trending on a Friday. All right, a lot going on. The commanders are on the field getting set for the Houston Texans. Our game day coverage begins at 9 a.m. on Sunday. According to multiple reporters, Carson Wentz, of course, is out at the practice, but not practicing. Uh, And, of course, he has not been designated to return So he looks like he will be out again this Sunday, even in a backup role. Cole Holcomb dealing with his foot injury. He went through stretching, but then went to the side to work with the trainer. Probably going to miss his fourth consecutive game. J.D. McKissick not out at practice as well. Wizards welcoming back the big three tonight, as we've mentioned in this hour. At Capital One Arena right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, beginning at 645 or right after Georgetown basketball against Loyola Marymount, which that Coverage begins at 4.15. Gilbert Arenas, Karam Butler, Antoine Jameson together at Capital One Arena against the Miami Heat. And alcoholic beer will not be sold around World Cup stadiums, according to Qatari authorities who overruled FIFA. We'll have more on that in just a couple of moments. And that's what's trending.
Before we get to Dumb Dumb of the Day, Russell, what do you like on Sunday? What is your count for Washington and Houston? Um, I'm going to go 13-11, Commanders. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. You, you like a safety in there? Or so somebody, I like, no, you, but, you like well, Houston going for like a late two-point conversion yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Uh, or, you know, maybe a two-pointer along the way, you know, wherever it might be. Yeah, a, a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal for Houston. 13 points for Washington. A nail-biter, a disappointing win if there is such a thing. Um, Houston, okay. pl- Houston plus the points, obviously. Houston well. has been Houston has been feisty. They've been competitive. They have tried hard. There's no doubt about it. They have been there in a lot of football games this year. But when all is said and done, there's just not enough playmakers over on that other side. Washington must absolutely must stop the run. Damian Pierce runs as hard as anybody in the NFL. Washington must stop the run and make him one dimensional. If they're able to do that, I see not necessarily cruise control. But I see Washington in the van 24-10 to 10 mm. on Sunday. Mm. I would much rather you be right than me be right. But at least both of us ultimately. I, I, again, there is a theory, right? No matter how you win, it all Just looks win. the same in the standings. That's correct, my friend. Right now, speaking of looking the same, you know what time it is on a Friday. It's that time to find out. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. All righty. This story just kind of breaking within the last, oh, I don't know, hour or so of the show. And I just teased it at the end of the trending alert. Dateline Qatar. Even though some people call it something else. Cotter. <laughs> well, yes. I was... <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter. I should have set this up better, but Maddie, uh, remember what I sent you earlier this week? I don't know if you have that or not, but if you can find that, that would be great. Anyway, here's the deal. After months and months and months and months of buildup and years and years and years of planning, we find out two days, two days before the start of the World Cup in Qatar that beer is not going to be sold in and around World Cup venues. It appears, Pedro, that Qatari authorities have overruled FIFA, the governing body and owner of the World Cup, and, of course, their corporate partner, Budweiser, a longtime FIFA sponsor, and beer, again, barring another reversal, will not be sold because... The World Cup uh, Organizing Committee CEO, uh, Nazir El Qatar, I believe that's how you say his name, has said, quote, alcohol is not part of our culture. Now, here's the deal. I I think we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure we have. I'm like, I don't need beer at a sporting event. I, I don't need it at all. I need a Diet Pepsi, whatever. I understand a lot of people like beer at a sporting event or any kind of event. I don't need it, me personally. So this doesn't bother me. This would not affect me one way or the other, even though I like an occasional beer. But here's why they are the dum-dums of the day. You got to figure out this two days before the damn tournament starts. 
and mar the start of the tournament with all the bad headlines? Two days before, Pedro, they've been working on this for a decade. A decade. And we're just making this change now? What the hell is go in the love of Qatar? <laughs> Qatar, Qatar. Commodores, Commanders, <laughs> the Commodores, who the knows? Commanders. What is going on? Sell the beer or cancel the damn beer. Don't do it two days before. That is my dum-dum of the day because of the timing and the late decision overruling FIFA and the World Cup beer consumption and selling. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yeah, it's only going to be 90 degrees there, so people are going to want something to drink, but maybe in the best interest of their health to actually drink water when it's 90 degrees as well. Good luck to the United States. Good luck to all the other countries that are participating in the World Cup. It is one of the world's greatest sporting events. Indeed. That'll do it for us. My thanks to Lisa Watts, Gina Maybe, Jonathan Roberts, Jason Thompson, Jordan from the Bib Roberts Stable, more importantly, Capital Builder and Roctavius, the two horses, Britt Waters from Channel 7, and Good Morning Washington. Love you all. Appreciate you helping us promote Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.